Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very special day. My lovely listeners, it has come to a time where award shows are starting to become meaningless. The Academy doesn't watch the movies. The picks are ridiculous, sponsored by awards campaigns that are completely ridiculous. Well, now, now that's about to change. All right. Introducing the Ward Awards. All right. Where we will give movies and performances and the crew their proper title and their proper awards. Because, ladies and gentlemen, today here with me, I have a panel who actually have watched the movies that have came out in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022. And today we will be uh, going through the best of last year. And uh, every, you know, we have a bunch of categories that are mimicking the Oscars, Golden Globes, what have you. And the winner will receive a Ward Award or, you know, like a singular award. It's like what? It's like a, it's like a, a award, like one war, like one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was my one joke. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> anywho, today with me, I'm Oof. here to introduce uh, our panelists. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, you know him, you love him. Uh, one half of the Cine Rivals podcast. He was on episodes involving Thor, Scott Pilgrim, uh, as well as other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent, he's here with us today. Brent, how are you? I'm sorry, don't you mean uh, Best Picture nominated Thor, Love and Thunder? If that's what it turns what out spoke to be, about. we're going to be having a lot of trouble, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be having a Just lot a little of tease for you folks. <laughs> Good to have you on board. Good to have you on board. Next up, he is the second half of Cinema Rivals. Ladies and gentlemen, we have done episodes on Michael Mann. We have done episodes on David Fincher. He's back in the house with us. It's Brent. Brent, what's going on, man? Doing pretty well. Hope hope it doesn't come down to a point where I have a last dance like Magic Mike. Mm, mm. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of bad faith going around about it. I will be seeing it shortly and might have to join you guys on that one. Uh, and then third, last, but certainly not least, it's Chase. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> Quite the introduction. But no, no, no. It. Chase has been with us for... <laughs> it's a, a person who exists. Chase. Exactly. No, no, no. Uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> retrospective. We went through a bunch of fall movies. Uh, the very first episode on the pod. Chase, how you doing, man? Back on the pod. Not bad, not bad. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, yeah, so we basically gathered uh, our own list of nominees that we have um, in these categories. So reading them now, we have Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, Animated, Cinematography, Score, Best Actor, Best Actress, Director, and Picture. And we've all made our picks. These are all incredibly personalized. This is what we think. No one paid us off. No one, you know, uh, made up a Twitter campaign in the last, like, two days in order to get us to, to vote for things. Um, this is our opinion, damn it. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to let loose. But before we do that, uh, you know, just a bit of a uh, an out-there question. I pose it to my panelists. How do we feel about last year, movie-wise? Do we think it was solid, good, bad? Where, where do we stand in the grand scheme of things? I give it a yay. A yay? I feel yeah. Like. I, think it, I think it made up for a lot of lost time. That's I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's better than what we got in 2020, 2021, but it still doesn't, like, beat anything within the like that range of 17 through 19. Yeah. Yeah. I think 19 was like one of the best years we've had in a while. Um, the nice thing about 2022 was, know, uh, well, here's the thing. In 2022, <laughs> at least in my opinion, we got like blockbusters coming back in full force, you know? Yeah. Where it's like Maverick, Avatar, Batman, you know, um, 
like it, it seemed like people were like, let's go to the movies again. And that's great. I love that. Plus, there um, was the smaller stuff that p- even got like all the love and attention, like your everything everywhere all at once is. And uh, even like the smaller stuff like Hustle on Netflix, like things. I don't know. It. My whole thing is I, I totally agree. 2020 and 2021 felt like half assed years because the studios didn't know whether or not people were going to be okay with going out to go see these movies. So they were refraining yeah. from from releasing stuff. And that makes sense. But this is the this is a we're finally feeling like that that has gone the way of the dinosaur. And now we're finally in a world where, yeah, they're charging for views at AMC for the different view (laughs) vantage points. But people are going back to the movies and there are things to go see. Um, I I would put it pretty close to like 2017 or 2018, 2018 for sure. I think it's pretty close to in quality, especially like just my top 10 I'd put up against any of those three years, 2017, 18, 19. Oh, we'll, we'll save that for our pod, sir. I, I don't want to be having this year. That's such a good idea. Actually with, with Elvis, like knowing that Elvis is such regarded as a top film of the year just makes me sick. Um, yeah. By, by, by some old fucks that grew up with the guy, like give him a break. Come on. About a movie. Like that's Elvis. not about the guy though. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brent, what were you going to say about the year? Any uh, thoughts on it? You have the old cliche expression. You had your highs or highs and your lows or lows in the middle ground at streaming. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Well, Everyone who jump shipped went to streaming. So there were a lot of films <laughs> that were very neat in the, you know, the March, April month. <clears throat> and then a lot of good, like just Top Gun Maverick in the summer. And then what a great summer. A couple other films sprinkled across that, and then your award films in the end of the month, but nothing like too too gigantically big, I guess. I mean, it feels like it was very much spread out, and I mean, you want that, but yeah, overall turnout, I don't know. For the most part, I mean, like it, we stopped getting like the jump ship every you know a couple months, and and like. They they hit the windows that they were wanting to go for. So like Top Gun got its got its ride that they wanted, which mm-hmm. thankfully so because that's the movie that saved you know the industry. Right. So it's warranted. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wait, yeah. you mean it wasn't Dune? Ah, uh, don't say that. Don't you mean Tenet? That's the butt of the joke when literally Warner Brothers said, "I don't give a fuck" and threw it out there. <laughs> a movie that yeah, was so look where they are no now. Last yeah. year they only put out "Don't Worry, Darling" and Black Adam, two financially successful movies. Maybe uh, can you it depends that? on if you which uh, which bookie you're talking to. The one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's keeping the numbers on that one? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think the only somewhere. Right, I, I expect them to be bankrupt within a year or two. They it won't. They're not going to be bankrupt. <laughs> Probably I mean, not. didn't you see all those DC things they're making? Clearly, they're all going to make money. Right. No, they're going to make so much. Here's nah, the thing. Someone will buy DC at some point. I think the only thing keeping <laughs> no, this from like an A plus S tier year is I think the later months of the summer leading into the fall were a bit weak. Like, the week of oh, August I mean, was like yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, August, September, every, yeah, there was like, like maybe one or two things to look forward to a month. But we right. had like a hardcore summer. I think the year started off pretty strong too. The year started off so strong. And yeah, then like, and then 
we got like things like Top Gun and everything everywhere all at once that we watched. I like got to watch it at least three times this year for right. both of those yeah. movies. So like we got them so early. They 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 stuck around. They even got like actual awards acclaim. So I think it was I guess I'm what I'm saying is I think this was a good year in the sense that like the movies that people love are the movies that I think are the best movies of the year and that are considered the best movies of the year. So it all like lines up with what how with how you guys are saying looking at just my top six films of the year four of the top six came out january through i guess no march through may yeah yeah yeah. that kind of shows you how strong we had the year to begin yeah i agree i agree um all right so without further ado let's uh let's get into things so here's how this is going to work um we all have our uh five picks for um the category and I will read down my five and then the next person read down his, his, his and then we'll have like a little kind of, you know, sparring session where we'll talk about some of the performances and then we'll uh, each reveal our winners of said category. So, first off, uh, the word award for um, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, here are my picks. I have the nominees are Justin Long for Barbarian, <laughs> Pedro Pascal for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Kiki Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway and Stephen Young for Nope. So I have Paul Dano in The Batman, uh, Brendan Gleeson, Banshees of Inisherin, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks 3, which I'm going to make my pitch on. Then Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere and Miles Teller in Top Gun. Maverick are my five. Nice. Chase? All right, so I'm probably gonna butcher some of these names because I did not rehearse like you guys did. Um, but no, I've got uh Barry Keoghan, um, for Banshees, um, Ben Wishaw for Women Talking, oh. Brendan Gleason, uh, for Banshees, Kihi Kwan, um, for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've actually got Toby Jones. For Empire Light, the one good thing about Empire Light, uh, also okay. that one comes from the fact that I did not get to watch Causeway yet. So, I mean, gotcha. Okay, yeah. all right, Brent, what you got? I have uh, the one and only Bradley Pitt from Babylon. I got Miles Teller, Top Gun Maverick, Colin Farrell after Yane, uh, Ray Fiennes, oh. Menu, and uh, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, not often do you see a split category here, but I feel like you can't include one without the other. I have Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson bullet train. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Limited like tangerine. I guess I'll give so. You that. All For right. The there's, some inter- movie. there's some interesting picks here. I think obviously we all have. Um, oh, wait. Brent, do you not have Kiki Kwan in here? No. So, uh, so instead I, I wanted did, to be funny with bullet train. I, I thought it was going to be a queen's to not include people that are already nominated and not to mention with Quan, like he's a sure bet winner like we yeah. get with this category every year at the, this time of the season so i wanted to like throw some other people out there and like for the longest time we thought brad pitt was going to be nominated we thought yeah we just we just kind of thought that and then it didn't turn out to be so i want to at least uh my up. whole thing with brad pitt and babylon is i think it's a better performance than in once upon a time in hollywood and he's getting no recognition for this because he already got the award for that and I think that's unfair. Yeah. And it's like one of those it, things yeah, where it's it like, why are career out. Oscars a thing? It helps you out sometimes. And it's, I, I also I, just I, feel like it's the divisiveness of that film that doesn't yeah. help any of them. Yeah, but 
I like the Justin Long pick him. from Blaine. Thank I, you. I have Listen, ju- I have Justin steals Long the movie. and Pedro on my honorable mentions. Those are yeah. those are solid. <laughs> I just want to award comedic um performances because I think both Justin Long and Pedro Pascal kind of run away with both movies that they're in. Pedro Pascal, especially in Unbearable Weight, that movie hasn't really stuck with me aside from the fun like Nicolas Cage of it all. But his performance, like he literally had the audience like rooting for him over Nicolas Cage, which is like shocking. I'm just glad um, we found an excuse to talk about him. Yeah. I just think he did a really good job. And then Justin Long and Barbarian, like, I don't know. He comes out of completely left field and just like waltzes away with the entire movie. I thought he was hilarious. Well, I'm on the same page as you when it comes to the comedy, but that's why I picked Brian O'Halloran, someone who I think in Clerks 3 gives his all-time perf- – it's like his final, like, last hurrah as this character that he has been playing since – for 30 years now. Yeah, no, you're wrong. You're totally I, I, wrong. I do think this, he's good in that movie. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's he has an incredible emotional sequence in the third act. He is the emotional crux of the film by the end of it, and – I think his performance alone is worth mentioning. Like, obviously, he's not actually going to get an Oscar. But in my world, I would definitely give him the nomination. Yeah, that's fair. Chase, give me some of your insight when you were coming to pick uh, this morning actor. There's not too much more that, you know, I disagree with or anything from like what actually got nominated for Oscars with this. I do. I do like Ben Wishaw and Women Talking. I as ironic as that is because he's the one male lead in, in that movie, um, but no, and also with Toby Jones, like that is the one good thing about uh, Empire. Like that entire movie was marketed completely away from what it was, and you know you think it's a dreamy movie about like escapism and like you know the beauty of cinema and everything, and you may be able to find that deep in the layers of that movie but like what toby jones does like is is what i wanted the entire time it's fair it's fair i will say my last um my my last thing about mine i uh you know stephen young for nope all right the fact if judge hirsch can get in for like five minutes stephen young can get in for like the 12 minutes that he's in nope all right the fact and that his character is so important yeah he's he's crucial <laughs> to the entire event of the movie um and i don't know i think just the way it's a very internal performance there's a lot that's not being said with this character but the fact that you're able to kind of experience what he's thinking in that movie um is kind of incredible uh and i i like i i can't get his um role in the movie out of my head i thought he was incredible now um what were you gonna say well that was pretty much my argument with why i picked miles teller except he's in that much more of the film like that movie doesn't work nearly as well as his character doesn't like step up and create that emotional conflict between Maverick and Goose's son. So it's so like I, and honestly, he's genuinely good in the performance, like not just as someone flying a plane. You know, what's funny is like, we don't like with us, like having the podcast, we haven't really mentioned much of it now since we're in the award season, but like how the casting for Rooster was very much coveted and Miles Teller landed it over Austin Butler and and Elvis uh, Miles Teller was supposed to be in running for Elvis and then Austin Butler gets that one. So it's kind of like, I think they both got what they wanted out of that. And then now looking at the awards circuit, we're getting more of um, of them to kind of be in the, that next generational leads. Yeah. Tell me it's really good. There was uh, another, there was another role that was just recently, it was gladiator. It was uh, th- those guys were in the running to, to be in the gladiator sequel. Right. Yeah. That, they check I, the same boxes. 
Yeah, I was going to say. Um, Brent, give me uh, 30 seconds on your bullet train pick. Talk about that for a second. <laughs> Listen, uh, if I need to explain to you how fun it was watching Lemon and Tangerine, then I don't think you had fun watching Bullet Train because those guys were a joy. Uh, if anyone was going to outdo Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt's own movie, it was going to be these collection of characters. Their flashback sequences were so much fun. I just The slow motion walk with Aaron Taylor Johnson and he yeah, yeah, yeah. throws a cigarette, I get swooned. Like he, he should be imagining. Yeah. I'm just, it, it was so much fun. And then it, it seemed like they had just brother chemistry, even outside of the film that I hope even spin off or they do something again. It, it was really great seeing that. Yeah. I thought they were definitely some of the more successful parts of that movie. Um, I think everyone, they were kind of fan favorite picks from everyone um, in that. So good, good decision making there. I respect it. Um, all right, if anyone else doesn't have anything to say, I'd say we should reveal our uh, winners for Supporting Actor. So um, the winner is, on my end, uh, Kiki Kwan for Everything Everywhere. I feel like this is going to be such a surprise. Also the same for mine, shocker-wise. <laughs> All right, All right, and this is uh this is where content is created, folks. Big boy oh, time. I know you you didn't pick him, but like he's genuinely the best supporting performance from a male actor this year. Yeah, that's why yeah, he's gonna win no. all the awards, and that's why no. we all three agree with that statement. All four agree with that statement. I'm just trying to have fun here. All trying right, to, like, fun for me. Well, then <laughs> fine. You know what? Brian O'Halloran wins. <laughs> my world, my rules. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. And, Here's your statue, Dante from Clerks. And uh, for uh, he's been a two-time nominee, hasn't won yet. So the Career Achievement Award uh, goes to uh, Ray Fiennes. He wins the Oscar for this one. That was a solid. It does not work without him. It, it, yeah. I mean, I know what's her name. I literally blank. Chloe. No. I, I Emma Stone. Anna Taylor Joy. No. Oh gosh, not her. Um, Han Choi. Chow. Ah, yeah. okay. I, know, I know she's very central to that story, but I, I think if he's not mischievous as the chef, then it doesn't work. Yeah, he's great in that movie. Yeah. And he hasn't won an Oscar, folks. Like, come on. He didn't win in person. Oh, he got nominated for Schindler. He didn't win. That's, yeah, that's. Sad. He got, yeah, he was he was nominated for Schindler's List and Supporting and then English Patient, the lead. He should have gotten nominated for uh, Hail Caesar. Wouldn't that it was so simple? Wouldn't it was so simple? <laughs> Um, anywho, good picks all around. I respect it. Uh, all right, let's move on to supporting actress. So I have only one in common with the uh, Academy on this one, so I'm I'm ready to go hog wild. Um, my nominations: Stephanie Sue for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Nicole Kidman for The Northman, uh, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, Thuso Imbadu for The Woman King, and then Rachel Sennett for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You had a lot of uh my. Because I had enough picks to make like my list over again. You had a lot of like the people I was like, should I sub them in? There you go, Brent. What you got? Oh, I don't. I don't like my list anymore. Because <laughs> I have, I do have four. Yeah, like four in common with the real. So I'm gonna change one of them here. Rapid fire. Okay. But I did. I went with Angela Bassett, and then I did Hong Cho, Carrie Condon. I'm kicking out my the 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 most gorgeous woman in Hollywood, Jamie Lee Curtis, because I mean, it was just hard to decide between the two of them. And instead, I'm going to put Sigourney Weaver in for Avatar 2. Hell yeah. And, All right. I like this. And then Kiki Palmer for Nope. And oh, like, I know that argument can be made for lead co uh, supporting, but I just ended up with her in this one. 
Which uh, Hong Chao are you supporting? Whale or uh, the, uh, the whale? Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Chase, what you got? So I have Angela Bassett. Um, I have Claire Foy for Women oh. Talking. Okay. I have Carrie Condon. I have Janelle Monet. And then I have Regina Hall for uh, Brent's favorite movie of the year, uh, Honk for Jesus Savior. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Good pick. I'm happy about that. She's awesome she, was, she was good in the movie. I don't yeah. have an issue with those performances. Um, so my nominees, I have uh, Georgina Campbell, Barbarian. Yep. Jesse Buckley, my queen, women talking. Yep. Kiki Palmer, nope. Uh, Tane Wee, Decision to Leave. And Sylvia Float. Tar. Okay. Nice. I like it. Like a reminder on who that character is. I'll, I'll explain it in my riff. Nice. I mean, um, it's, it's her I like it. Line. I like this. We're we're running the gauntlet here. Um, I here's the thing. I was just sad that like nobody from Woman King got nominated because like I don't know. Yeah. I feel like both. All, Dude, all I think the narrative around that film hurt it so bad when it came yeah. out that they weren't being like totally honest and these people were actually like atrocity causers so that i think that stunted its awards cal or its awards contention right there yeah i just think lashana lynch um has kind of had a career so far where she's kind of been building a name for herself she's the best part about captain marvel um and she's a welcome Mm. presence in no time to die but i thought that i don't know i i was really impressed by her she just gave a really kind of fun um supporting performance that was also like she had to be the comic relief in the movie and i thought she did a really good job um in that regard, so. And then the 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 other one you mentioned was that the yeah, some in Madu. Yeah, she was in yeah. um Underground Railroad, and she's right. awesome in that. But here, like the fact that she's able she to hold fantastic. her own, yeah, she's able to hold her own against Viola Davis. Like yeah. I would faint in her present. Um, and I think she just did a really good job. Obviously, she's kind of the main character in the movie. I'd say more than Viola Davis, only because she's kind of the audience insert. Um, but I thought she was like tremendous in the movie. So yeah, yeah, kind of where I'm at. I mean, I just mostly I, I I do agree with the Academy for the most part in this category. I just think that the front runners are way out of order. Mm-hmm. Um, so my pick is more in line with who I think should actually win. But I can't deny how good and how emotional both Hong Cho and Angela Bassett's performance was. I absolutely love Carrie Condon's character, and I think the movie Banshees works less well without that third outside character that like is that voice of reason and Kiki Palmer is the best part of nope so I wanted to make sure she got highlighted in some way shape or form because the Oscars tendencies to not recognize horror performances is ridiculous shout out Tony Collette for hereditary right Still think that's one of the most egregious snubs in Hollywood highway robbery it's ridiculous uh what about you Brent so I I think uh Across the board, decision got leave got left out in a lot of yes. categories, and so I inserting you know country uh, category fraud here, where she, yeah she's basically the lead actress, but she gets shoved to supporting. Um, Kiki Palmer, like Brett said, she's probably the best part of Nope. Jesse Buckley, my f- personal favorite part of Women Talking, um, and then Georgina Campbell. It's kind of hard to look away from her on screen with Barbarian, uh, but I also have Sylvia Flote in here from Tar because. She is the character that is the start and the reason why Kate Blanchett goes on such a turmoil and destructional downfall of self-exploitation and whatnot. Uh, because if that character doesn't exist, she doesn't have the affair and doesn't go through all the allegations, and we don't get tar. 
I hear you. Having fun. I'm wrong. Nice. Chase, what about you? Um, I, you know, I, I love, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but there is no reason why she got nominated. Can we just uh, give her a statue? I don't care what it's for. I, yes. Like, Someone I let agree, her take one home. But that's, that's not the one to, <laughs> to be going for. Uh, and I feel like a lot of roles got cheated in that way, especially with the Oscars. Um, but no, like I, I think women talking deserved more love as far as like the performances go. Um, Janelle Monet like does a fantastic job in Glass Onion, um, and Regina Hall gives a knockout performance. And that movie like didn't get seen, so I didn't see like, it because I'm Jewish. Damn, mm. but uh, <laughs> you know exactly. So, nice. point being. <laughs> Yeah, I do Regina think I do think it's funny that your favorite part of the movie Women Talking is Paddington Bear, but that's cool. I didn't say that's my favorite like part, but uh but I like Roll his it back. performance. <laughs> that's my least favorite part of the movie, but you know, that's a conversation yeah. for another day. Um my last thing uh I want to say uh Nicole Kidman in The Northman, just like a knockout. Um she got like a monologue. I'm surprised like, that didn't end up on Brent's list. I was gonna say, I'm like, you let Valhalla down here, brother. Um Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> big man. Um but I just thought she was tremendous in uh you know the the time that she's in and her role in the story is a lot more integral than what you think. Um and I just thought she was really good in I mean that. you really she she makes you hate her by yeah. the end of that one. And then Rachel said it, my queen. Um I love her and I think she was uh, fucking hilarious in body. Also body Jewish. Body. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm running the gauntlet here today. Uh, uh, but I love Rachel Senate. I think she's amazing. I want to see her um, movie career flourish. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, all right. Are we ready to reveal picks and our wins? I think so. Let's do it. Uh, supporting actress. I have Rachel Senate. I have no regrets. Rachel Senate for Body, Body, Body. <laughs> and the award goes to Carrie Condon, as it should. Okay. Same. Carrie Condon all the way. Nice. Uh, I have uh, Kiki Palmer. Nope. Good pick. Um, Carrie Condon is very good in Banshees. I just didn't pick her because <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's fair. She is good in that movie <laughs> and she provides an integral role in the story. Um, and the fact that she's kind of the one who gets out of there unseen <laughs> in a way. like She's the know. only one that has like any real reasoning. Yeah. Between the realized, three of them. I just realized I left off Banshees on picture. That's amazing. No, Woo. Nice. All right. You that makes me like actually kind of happy. So that's, like, that's how also this, true. Yeah, like how are we shocked here? Yeah. It was not no, actually was just, one of your I, favorites. I thought I had it, though, as picture. I'm just... Damn. I shocked my own self, so... There you go. Uh, Kiki Palmer is a great pick as well, Brent. I mean, she's really... I, I, I want her to be in, like, more things immediately. Her like, energy... Yeah, it's just like you want to be around her energy all the time. I keep seeing thing, oh, things yeah. about her playing Rogue, not to make this about comic book stuff, but she would be the perfect personality oh, yeah. for that character. Yeah, no, she'd be she'd do a great job. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we have best animated picture. Um, here we go. Uh, this is one of our members. Uh, yeah, fighting hard for this category. Mm-hmm. Uh, my animated nominees. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mad God, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. Uh, okay, well, 
mine, this is probably the farthest I stray from the actual awards nominations because I also don't think Marcel Deschel is an animated film as much as it is, as it is animated. But my picks are te- uh, Apollo 10 and a half, mm. Enter Galactic, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Mad Mad God, and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Nice. Uh, I uh, I may or may not have struggled a little bit with myself on this one, um, mainly because I I like Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, um, but I've been saying for a while that Marcel doesn't deserve to be in this category. But re- at- reward that it's not that it doesn't deserve it; yeah. it's that it doesn't accurately <laughs> meet the qualifications. Exactly, it's a great movie, but is it is it animation? It's sweaty. I don't think yeah, so. It's sweaty on that. Uh, but because I feel like there's an argument you can make about Pinocchio as well, I uh, I left it on here. So I I did the bad guys. Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Turning Red, and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Nice. And then Brent, I have Lightyear, <laughs> Intergalactic, okay, Minions. Okay. Apollo 10 and a half. And Love, Death, and Robots, Bad Traveling. Son of a bitch. <laughs> You'd be kicked out of the academy, sir. You'd <laughs> be like, this guy won't follow the rules. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm happy some of us put Mad God on there. Like, you know, just as far. I don't know if I'll ever. You mean like, the some of us it? that watched it? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. like, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but like, the I fact would. that it was made and, you know... I like, wouldn't make them... people watch it. Well, good. I'm just saying, the fact that <laughs> the amount of craftsmanship that went into that movie... Um, I Phil Tippett's is... a goddamn legend. Exactly, and just seeing that come to life is really inspiring, Um, and it's cool to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. certainly. I still want to watch it, so... I'd like... I would just like to make it known real quick that I'm the only one here that did not put a Disney movie on my uh, five picks. There you go. I like uh, turning red. We though. almost didn't have this category, so you can. Well, I mean, this. like I said, when we was when I was arguing this, if you actually watch a plethora of animated films, there was plenty to pick from this year. Mm. <laughs> I will say, Brent, your light year pick felt a little bit uh, shit posting, but a you little know. bit min- minions <laughs> as well. Minions is fine. I, minions I is fine. Light year was like what? The Lightyear fact that was, minions Lightyear the rise of crew was better than because of what it could have been. Right. Yeah. And Minions was the best it could have been. So, yeah. I think if there was nothing about Buzz Lightyear set up before like the toy didn't exist from Toy Story, the movie would be fine, but it's just that all of us have grown up with the character. We all had what we wanted the movie to be and then Or or if they just movie. didn't have a shit twist. Right. That was also well, Again, it was a shit twist because we were expecting something else from the Toy Story movies. Remember how excited we were just to watch this movie? Yeah. Were we excited? I, <laughs> I fell asleep. I I can't tell if you were shit posting though when you said Enter Galactic. I genuinely think that was like a very creative, um, like I'm exceptionally sure I, animated I thing on Netflix. Huh. Hmm? I, I didn't watch it. I recommended it to you. Yeah. What? What? I guess <laughs> when it came out, but you were never <laughs> like pushing for it. I said, hey, I watched this animated movie that's right up your alley. I think you would like it. Kid Cudi is in it. Kid Cudi from... And it disappeared into the bowels of Netflix for so long that I only remembered it when I was, like, making sure I watched a certain amount of movies for last year. I fucking love that movie. I think it's... 
it's it is essentially just a visual like setup for it, the album he just released. But the way it's actually also a very strong romantic comedy in the way that it like establishes the relationship between the two leads and then also stitches all these really emotional and well made. I fucking love Kid Cudi. I've been listening to him since middle school. And so yeah. I, and then the, the visuals alone in that movie were worth nominating because I've also think that, that this category should go to like the like not only the best artistic, but the best story when it comes to an animated film. And a lot of times they get a little bit of confusion when it comes to why like why they would nominate one movie and then the other. But this is the perfect blend of both. Sure. Um, I will say, uh, you know, I feel like my picks are pretty in league with the Academy Beyond Mad God. Um, and I just want to say, you know, I two of us here are big Puss and Boots fans. The other two are a little bit more, um, you know, mid on it than the others. But I didn't see it coming. I thought it was like almost one of like maybe a top 10 DreamWorks movie, possibly, that, depending on the day. I don't. That's a little bit too high praise. It might maybe. be. It might be. I just thought it was awesome. So, you know, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then I turning red, it. everyone's underrating it. It's good. All right. It was a good time. It's I a, had a great it's time. A good third act. Okay. All right. Enough with you. <laughs> hey, um, I you know me, man. I love me Disney Pixar. That's like I'm the guy that will defend Disney at all odds, but they have not been making the correct decisions when it comes to not only the Pixar the Pixar releases, but their like regular Disney releases because none of us are even mentioning Strange World and that concept was so good on paper that they just completely mishandled that and dropped the ball so the fact that we are able to find all these different animated movies from all these different studios and creative minds other than Disney I think that's a testament to how good the year was and that was my argument from the beginning folks thank you for coming to my TED talk well no better time to uh, review our winners then Um, my winner uh, for best animated is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Same, but I really want to give it to Apollo Ten and a Half. Very solid movie. Love the rotoscope style, and Linklater has finally like dialed that in pretty perfectly since Scanner Darkly and uh, whatever the other one about Dream was is. Right. <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called. It's about lucid dreaming. Waking life, I think. Yes, there it is. Yeah. There you go, Chase McCann. I went with the bad guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, Congratulations, damn. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, give me, of give crap. me Apollo ten and a half. So Linklater, Linklater gets an Oscar. Nice. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I loved Pinocchio. I thought it was like the first time the stories worked for me. So I was like, sure. But bad guys was fun. Um, the first time you it doesn't work for you with the Disney version. I haven't seen it. That's my hot take. I haven't seen the original Pinocchio. Wow. I know it's a shame. I'll watch it at some point. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Wait, really? Here. What do you mean? The original. You haven't Pinocchio? seen the original Pinocchio? No. Chase, are you on like a five second delay there, bud? <laughs> no, I just was processing. Bro. I'm just like, <laughs> but hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it in two years. Um. Okay. Anyway, uh, snap back to reality. We are um, talking cinematography here. Um, yeah. And so here's the thing. I don't know if you guys put the name of the cinematographer down, but I did. So, like, it doesn't really matter either way. I did so, not. Okay. Well, I did. I did movie. But... That's okay. Uh, anywho. So cinematography. I have uh, Greg Frazier for The Batman. 
Linus Sangren for Babylon, Hoite Van Hoitema for Nope, KK Sintil Kumar for RRR, and Claudio Miranda for Top Gun Maverick. I ended up with uh, Linus Sangren for Babylon, uh, Ben Davis for Banshees and Inisherin, Greg Frazier for The Batman, Yaren Blanchk for The Northman. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. And Claudio Miranda for Top Gun Maverick. Nice. I, I ended up with uh, Babylon, uh, the Batman. Greg Fraser. Decision to leave. Mm, Solid. Tar. And Top Gun. Nice. Brent? I have the Northman, Top Gun Maverick, Babylon, Nope, and Decision to Leave. Nice. So There's Babylon a clear through line for all of our lists. Yeah, and it's they, maybe the most egregious thing that was, or like two through lines. Does everyone have the Batman also? No, I think so. I don't. You oh. don't? What? Bastard! You are a yeah. bastard, man. Can't believe you. But anywho, and then I, the fact that we all have uh, Top Gun Maverick that yeah, should have gotten Maverick the not, that should have gotten the win. Right. The fact mm. that they were able to like shoot that plane, like all the flying sequences, the way it did, like it's kind of unmatched. So. You know, you know, Bardo guys. It is. I'm that. still, I'm still not gonna give it the win though. I, I, think... I didn't give it the win on my list, but I think if it was up against the other things that got nominated, it should get the win. Yeah, it should be. Nominated. I disagree. Um, I like the fact that you had a decision to leave up there. I think that movie again has kind of gone. Can't see my face. Underrated. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I know that. what it is, anyways. <laughs> But um, yeah, so uh, Brent, we'll start with you. Talk your process and pick on this one. Uh, so I, I had um, decision to leave in here uh, because this was just one of those movies when I watch it, the the whole cinematography and like the way they shoot each of the setting into the story, I thought was very important and crucial. And that's why I, I like wanted to put this in here. Um, and Nope is obviously in here because you can kind of like, bank in this whole vast open sky world that Jordan Peele has created and gives himself another character, even though you learn that it is a character. Um, Babylon for just, I mean, it. there's no need to explain Babylon here. Uh, just really damn good to look at. Same with Top Gun Maverick, like we're saying, like flying around and doing all that stuff. Like how, like what was the Academy's thought process of leaving this out? Like this is honestly insane and they should have done an investigation on this one and not Andrea Rosenborough. Yeah, uh, yes, and then Northman. I mean, come on, Valhalla. Hell yeah, brother, Let's, Valhalla. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, Chase, what about you? What's your process for picking these? I, I'm really, honestly, just more mad with like the Oscars just turning the blind eye on a lot like this year. Um, but like Babylon, especially. I know, I know, I'm biased because that was my favorite movie of last year, but. That one, that's a hundred percent. Like, even should have won, in my opinion. Like, objectively, like should have won. So, I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean, my my biggest snub, and the one of the things that I put on the list was Banshees. I thought the way they made the island look genuinely dreary and depressing only enhanced the fact that like there is so little to do on this island that the fact that someone doesn't want to be your friend anymore is like the biggest thing you have to deal with mm-hmm. because of and like the the whole way they make it look like 
the grays and the greens and the blues of the like the water. It's just all just sad. <laughs> and so the fact that they just overlooked that is ridiculous. And my thing, my whole thing is the what Greg Frazier did with this version of Batman is the most comic looking Gotham world he's, that has ever been brought to live action that doesn't look like a cardboard cutout from the 80s. Like, I I don't know why we continue to not recognize comic book movies for more than the, what they are, like, labeled as is comic book movies. It, it's really annoying, but between that one, The Northman, Top Gun Maverick, Banshees, I think all five of mine are not nominated by the Academy this year. Like, the fact that Elvis got nominated over any of these yeah that yeah, one's bullshit. fucking ridiculous. ridiculous pardon my french also yeah. uh greg frazier is the only one that has figured out how to use the volume yeah right um and that's it not, looks fantastic that's disrespectful no, uh, to uh, seasons one and two of mandalorian he shot no, mandalorian he did yeah I'd like to rescind my prior statement. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going like, to... I had no, I didn't know that, actually. Thor, Love, and Thunder for a second. I was about to be like, I will disrespect Disney on that one, because fuck them on that one. I mean, Taika was also a day one using the volume with season one of The Mandalorian. He directed the season finale, and I think... Well, he did a, a better episode. job on that one than he did... In Whatever, this is not what we're film. here to talk about, Chase. <laughs> Anyhow, so... At least for my um my thought process, I kind of agree with uh, Brent what you were saying with Nope. Um, the fact that Hoyte has shot like some Nolan's recent stuff. I think Dunkirk, yeah. Interstellar, and Guy Tenet points camera at sky. Give him the award. Exactly. But, but, like, <laughs> the way he Damn. uses the way he utilizes the I'm IMAX camera totally. in a way that makes well, like the space feel huge. And I think he also he did nope. he did film in infrared like for mm-hmm. that. Like that's not an easy process. Yeah, so I I was just really impressed with the way that movie looked. Um, Brent, again, like what you were saying, the Batman, like it just looks completely different from every other like comic book movie that we've had, and provides like a really great um view into like Gotham and like like Bruce's kind of process in that movie. Um, Babylon, obviously, Chase, like you were saying, you know, what else is there to be said? Uh, and I want to give RRR a nod because like every like two minutes they just have this like, <laughs> shot in there, and I'm like, God damn it, that's cool. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, all right, let's lay it down. Um, as far as winners, uh, I'm going Greg Frazier for Batman. Same. I'm going Babylon. Give me Top Gun Maverick. All right, all right, that's fair. Um, yeah, solid pick. I noticed that like a lot of them, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff is from like the bigger kind of blockbuster stuff too, which that's always good to hear. You know, um, I feel like every now and then there's a complaint leveled against blockbusters that like the cinematography isn't good, and the fact that a lot of them are on our list, I think, just shows that oh, yeah. know, people are. Well, I mean, there isn't any movies with The Rock on here, so there is just different. There's two different types of big blockbuster movies out right now. Right, but uh, Brent, you had um, Brent, you had Black Adam cinematography on your shortlist, right? It was on my shortlist, but after speaking with the uh, the committee, uh, we made a decision to leave. Ah, oh. <laughs> nice, nice. Harumph. I set it up, <laughs> knock it down. Um, out of boy, good picks all around. Uh, let's move on to score. Now, my nominations are uh, Michael Giacchino for Batman, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Bones and All. Jeff Barrow and Ben Salisbury for Men, 
and then Alexander Desplat for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Interesting, uh, interesting. Yeah, I went Justin Hurwitz, Babylon, Michael Giacchino, the Batman, Sun Lux, Everything Everywhere All at Once, John Williams, the Fablemans, and Hilder, not even going to make a, an attempt at that one uh, for sure. <laughs> there you go. So I did just the films again on this one, um, but I did Babylon, uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, Batman, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, I have Northman, Batman, Nope, Maverick, and After Yang. Oh, uh, yes, great pick. I like the After Yang love. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I thought about it on a lot of these, but well, I mean, apparently you didn't. But... No, I did. When, when I was making this list, but no, I didn't pull the trigger. Copy what's already been nominated. So, like, yeah. If we, if we had a best dance scene of the year, uh, it'd be in the. Uh, oh, yeah. The opening credits of that? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, great picks all around. Uh, my thing, I think Chikino might have, like, given us, like, possibly his best work for Batman. Like, that theme's super iconic. He did a great job with that. Um, here, my, I know my kind of wild cards here, uh, like the men's score, I thought was kind of incredible. Um, you know, I think what, these guys have worked with uh, Alex Garland before with Ex Machina and Annihilation, and they just keep finding like a new way of like sound in a way that's like really eerie to me. Um, and I don't know, just the constant like chorus and uncomfortableness of uh, men, the men's score, I thought was pretty cool. And then Alexander Desplat for Pinocchio, I feel like Desplat kind of, he has kind of a certain uh, vibe for a lot of his like he kind of like twinkles the instruments a lot like very i don't know nursery rhymey i'm kind of thinking of like a lot of his like uh wes anderson stuff as well but i don't know the pinocchio thing just like fit that um fits the uh the movie really well so that's kind of where i'm at uh brent talk us through your process when what were you thinking for score well my whole thing i mean i agree with the batman sentiment for sure but out of the ones that i picked like even though I picked five of them, the the only one I could really hum right now is the one from Babylon. And like that alone is like if it sticks with me, that's a testament to the quality of the music, in my opinion. So I, I mean, spoiler alert on which one I think is probably my favorite, but that Babylon score is just so very infectious, and the movie is just pumping that music at you the entire time and it's nonstop and it keeps the energy of this three hour movie high throughout most of it. So I think Justin Hurwitz is putting in work when it comes to this score, like not taking anything away from the Batman score with Giacchino. It's just like the fifth Batman score we know now. And so it's not the most revolutionary thing ever. But I do still think it's very much worth nominating. And then I think the music in Everything Everywhere All at Once is super understated, but also super powerful and helps push the emotion of that film. Mm -hmm. I think the Fablemans, the way they integrate the score with the uh, Michelle Williams character playing the piano and like how it all blends and is just beautiful and almost magical in a sense that and, and it also it's probably John Williams last project with Steven Spielberg. So that deserves the nomination in my opinion as shallow as it is and like as much as it is, is just like a career award it's still very good music and then tar is another situation where the movie's about the music at least to a certain point 
and the music throughout the film is just as is of the quality that you would want from something like this. Right. Uh, Brent, you're a big score guy. Let us into your thought process. Uh, so at the end of the year, Spotify always sends out their their annual playlist of like what your top <laughs> top was and all that. And for me, that was the Northman. Uh, just just straight up destroyed all my list, my views. Shut up, Chase. <laughs> Chase. Just because you can't appreciate art after having a film degree doesn't doesn't mean you can rip the rest of us. Mm. Um, so I don't I, know. <laughs> Batman was Batman was great. Uh, I really after my most recent rewatch on Nope, I thought the score for that one was uh, underappreciated. Maverick, I recently was on a plane and listened to that as I was taking off, and I literally felt like I was fucking Tom Cruise. And I'm <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise, not. <laughs> but and then after very Thanks for the clarification, <laughs> very very sweet score for a film that is just so sincere to its storytelling, and I thought it worked very well, especially towards its third act. Hell yeah. Uh, Chase, what about you? Um, the biggest ones is like, obviously Batman. Like that, that came out of, you know, nowhere and it literally got no love like throughout award season um, when it should have stuck around. Um, Top Gun Maverick, everything blends so nicely and it even, um, even get hints of, of Lady Gaga, um, you know, throughout every moment with Jennifer Connelly and uh, Tom Cruise. So that's definitely nice. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Half of the score literally makes that movie. Um, and Banshees, it, it adds to the whole, you know, friendship. You hated the movie. Dying. <laughs> yes, but no, at the same time. Uh, babylon i literally have not been able to stop listening to that like score for months ever since i saw the movie like and ever since like that score completely dropped on spotify i have been listening to it on on a loop um i took a a trip to kansas city and i listened to the Babylon score two times on the way there and two times on the way back. So, Jesus. yeah. It's, Listen to the podcast, great. how about, you know? <laughs> Damn. Solid, Damn, that's dude. fair. I'm sorry, but uh, but Babylon got yeah. me in that in that regard. So. That's fair. Yeah. I, do, I do just want to say good the, only thing that kept, the only thing that kept Top Gun off my list was it was reusing the score from the original. Yeah. That's kind of my of thing, it. too. That's yeah. fair. So, like, I was like, I could nominate it, but, like, I do like all of these other ones a little bit, like, more, and they're all wholly original. Like, yeah, it, re- think... it reuses, but, like, it's got Zimmer and Gaga who put it in, I mean, like, yeah, no, new I mean, ways, I don't... too. So... I'll I'll give it a little bit what's, of credit. What's really effed up is when Babylon does not win this award, and this is like the strongest thing from that movie practically. That the it's the only like, thing that got nominated, movies. isn't it? They got nominated besides like design. See, see, Brent, if you want to talk about rage with Austin Butler and stuff, that will be me if fucking Babylon <laughs> does not win score. So let's get into the winners real quick. I mean, like same because it's on my BOC team or uh, FAL team. Right. Let's, I uh, could give a shit. You can get all the points in the world for that. Yeah, I, want, I I want that to win. I want the points. Let's go for score. Uh, I am uh, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon winning. Same. Yeah. Same. 
uh, take me to Valhalla because I have the North. Oh okay. my right. God! Edgy guy over here. You know, dude, I think in a world where that comes out in like September, it gets these nominations. I think so too. Yeah, it really Maybe. got shafted. Um, this wasn't my favorite, but that's nobody asked. Jay. Yeah, nobody asked. that's fair. But uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you anyways. The gates of Valhalla will not be opening for you. How do well, you? No, hold on, the ones for Love and Thunder will, but not the ones. For- uh, yeah, 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 yeah. My arm will be in hey, Valhalla. Man, I, I want to hang out with Natalie Portman and Idris Elba. That sounds pretty. I cool. would too. And, and Lady Sif's hand. Which hand? <laughs> I, I don't remember, but damn. <laughs> um. Anywho, uh, great picks all around. That Northman score is great. That Padlon score fucking bangs. Um. Yeah. All right, here we are. Big four right here, boys. Put your big boy pants on. Um, best actor. My nominations. Uh, John Boyega for Breaking. Okay. Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin. Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans. Paul Meskel for After Sun. Robert Pattinson yeah. for The Batman. I went Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. Colin Farrell for Banshees. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Daniel Radcliffe for Weird, the Al Yankovic story, <laughs> and Adam Sandler for Hustle. Okay. This is my list. I went with Austin Butler for Elvis. Oh the my one God. thing I can Even- credit oh. for that movie. Oh. It's fine. You can I'm take glad it all, that all that got want, a worse reaction than me putting Daniel Radcliffe on my list. <laughs> He's funny because I was movies. between the two. I'm like, which biopic am I going with? <laughs> But uh, but uh, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Diego Calva, mm. Paul Mascal. It's like nice. He, I think he did like googled Oscar nominations, and then Chase was like, "Okay, how about I just cross?" And Babylon is in this list. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I literally have, looked at my my list though. I have I don't recall Elvis being near top of films, but that's fine. I have no Austin Butler is literally the one like the good one credible good part thing I can give for that. So I have Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, Diego Calva Babylon, Adam Sandler Hustle, Park Halil Decision to Leave, and Alexander wow. Sarsgaard The Northman. That a boy. Nice. And I wanted you to stay true to your roots, and you absolutely did. You didn't let me down here. Um. I guess let's start with uh, Chase. Well, I mean, Chase, uh, we, you know, you're matching with the Academy here uh, for most of it, which is not a shot. Um, but uh, a lot of both, of, uh, both of you, two of you have uh, Diego Calva on there. Wait, three of you? Am I the only one who didn't I have Diego Calva? I don't have Calva. Calva. Oh, okay. just... He's great in that movie. A very, mm-hmm. like, star-making performance in a movie that has Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Like, the fact that yeah. he's a standout is uh, good for him, you know? Oh, it's huge. and And the fact that, like, his story somehow can take it and run away with it on top of them. Um, I think very much so like you don't have Diego Calva, you don't have Babylon. Yeah. Um, Paul Mascal uh, after son is phenomenal and his performance is phenomenal. Uh, Butler is the only thing worth crediting you know for Elvis like that performance is great a lot better than Remy Malik. so you can't give me any crap on that Brent uh I can because it's wrong (laughs) um but yeah so nice 
Uh, Brett, walk me and through. the best one didn't even get the nomination, which is bullshit. Yeah, Taron Edgerton, rip to my boy. Yes. Uh, so Adam Sandler hustle. I, I, it, it, that film really speaks to passion of what Adam Sandler can do with drama, but not just that, but like also his love for the game of basketball. I, I, that movie was very well moved, and I think this makes up for the uncut gems nom. Um, I don't have- think it makes up for it, but that's why I also picked it. Uh, decision to leave. Uh, I thought Park Alil was a fantastic job leading that film. I mean, he elevates the the mix of thrill and romance um, needed to basically navigate the audience and the viewer, like through the entire film. And how he feels emotional at the end is very much a payoff. Diego Cava, uh, like Chase said, I mean, the movie. Is, I think the movie can still work without him, but I think it's great having him in the lead uh, rather than what we originally were going to have with the story. And then. I, Alexander Sarsgaard, I mean, we talk about transformations. Uh, he he did everything he could in that film, and I I think the naysayers can literally fucking rot. Uh, Tom Cruise in The Northman was pretty... Tom Cruise in The Northman? Oh, that would have been Sorry. fucking awesome to watch. Oh, damn. I probably would have liked it, though. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, Tom Cruise and Elvis. Oh, shit, I keep messing this up. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Tom Cruise, Top Tom Cruise and Elvis? I, I think uh, Tom Cruise and women talking. <laughs> it has everything to do with this. Yeah, that, that's that's my decision making here. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I so I I I will say I did not care for breaking that much, but I thought John Boyega was like kind of incredible in it. Um, I thought about that one as well, honestly. Yeah, I it was just one of those things where it's like this is the role that you were um like he really kind of gave it his all i just wish i liked the movie more um and then like i i know i sound crazy but i think pattinson was kind of incredible in the batman the fact that it's such like an internal performance really kind of amazed me um and i don't know i just think pattinson's one of our best actors working today um from Farrell and mescal like obviously they're both great uh and then i really liked gabriel labelle for the Fablemans. i thought he did a great job um you know, I, I, everyone had that scene of him, uh, in the hallway on Twitter, but it's like a really good scene and he's definitely capable in a lot of other scenes having to meet like Paul Dano and Michelle Williams of all people kind of on their level. So, um, yeah, that's kind and of, then I, was at. I mean, then I guess I'll add, cause I'm in agreement with Tom Cruise and Adam Sandler. Obviously I think Colin Farrell is an easy pick for someone that definitely could end up winning it all. Actually, I am so frustrated at how the narrative has changed on the whale and Brendan Fraser. Like it is, I mean, yeah, it's got mixed enough reviews, but I still like personally think it's an incredibly strong performance about people who refuse to change their ways to better themselves. And like, there is no debating that Brendan Fraser doesn't bring it. And then some in this performance and this return to Hollywood and like, yeah, it's the best storyline, like, if for the scripted narrative or whatever. But I really think it's one of the strongest, most human performances this year, like genuinely. And the fact that it's just getting tossed aside as like this depressing weird movie that comes off as not like I kept seeing that it was coming up and it's disingenuine. And I was like that couldn't be further from how I saw it. So I just think it's a, a ridiculous narrative. Uh, like it's the, the, the discourse is ridiculous, but then, and then I, of, of course, Daniel Radcliffe, that was one of my, <laughs> my loving picks. Like, yeah, that movie is made for the people like me who are fans of weird Al Yankovic. 
But I think what Daniel Radcliffe did, just playing it as like every rock star and every musical biopic and like turning that up to 11 and not really trying to represent Al as like the person that he was. That's an, that's one of the layers of this movie that makes it so entertaining for me. And it's my list. So fuck you guys. <laughs> I have a Roku now. I can watch that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's fun. It's a good time. Um. All right. I... Is there anything else we need to say before getting into winners? Tom Cruise wouldn't go to the Oscars. I truly believe that he wouldn't even show up if he got nominated, and I think that's why he didn't. So you're saying you don't think he's going to be there at the Oscars? Okay. I think he would have been there for that. I don't think he would have gone to the Golden Globes where he sent back his awards. Yeah, no, I, don't, I figured he wouldn't show up for that. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh, let's go winners. Um. I have uh, Colin Farrell for Banshees. Frazier. Oh, and not the TV show. <laughs> I think I go Diego Calvo. Okay. To be honest, guys, what are we doing here? It's Tom Cruise, I know it. Like okay. he brought us back to cinema, baby. And you bet your damn dollar he would show up if he was nominated. He loves this film, this character, and during his acceptance speech it'd be fucking crazy because there's no couch for him to jump on but he would announce <laughs> he would announce like a third film and everyone would just fucking roar like the fan cuts of avengers endgame here's my here's my i i and i hate to say this because i feel like you're gonna yell at me is he doing anything different from his normal like tom cruise persona than he is in all the in oh, hold, hold on hold on can anyone else fly the jet plane? i know listen i'm but a big tom cruise fan i'm like, just really? saying like Ethan Hunt and Maverick are like scene. basically the same guy, are you, which is fine. I love both these movies. I'm just saying. I I mean, I I kind of I, I think he's you not. Yeah, you're fine. What was there was something we mentioned. We there was like a conversation a couple of times back where it was like, if Tom Cruise was in this movie, and I fuck, I'm gonna have to figure out what it was. Like, would it have? It would have been better. Um, like he never buckled down and like worked with like you know a tour director uh in between these blockbuster films and i'm trying to figure out what's that were we talking about tarantino movies and that's when the conversation turned i, I heard it on another on the big picture and that's why i was like, talking. oh okay it's like like what if he worked with spielberg in the post that's what it was oh, like okay. what if he did tom hanks or tom hanks's role in that we're like the, the post just, would have like, still been down and, and didn't shut the fuck up chase i wasn't yeah. <laughs> saying like maybe what you're saying blaine he needs to like kind of do some roles that separates himself from being the ethan hunts and being the you know peter i don't even know what the fuck Doc maverick's name is <laughs> yeah pete 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 mitchell yeah you're, you're on it yeah yeah, Peter. yeah. Peter. I mean, dude come on like tom, tom cruise and he has been nominated before and sh- fucking should have won for magnolia but yeah he's we're, great, okay. we're okay yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. He's great in that movie. I, I was just posing the question. Um, anywho, uh, all right, let's move on to actress. Um, this academy, this uh, this category was fucked at the Oscars, and we are here to correct nope. it. All right, this is one of the nope. main things. We're here to we're here to change the um change the narrative. All right, my nominations for best actress: Kate Blanchett and Tar, Danielle Deadweiler and Till, Mia Goth and Pearl. Rebecca Hall in Resurrection, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
I went with Kate Blanchett and Tar, Margot Robbie and Babylon, Jenny Slate and Marcel the Shell. No, oh, goddammit. Michelle Williams and the Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere all at once. I did Kate Blanchett, Tar, Danielle Deadweiler, Till, Margot Robbie, Babylon, Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once, and Viola Davis for the Woman King. I have Viola Davis, The Woman King, Rebecca Hall, Resurrection. Yes, sir. Frankie Coro, After Sun, Jesse Buckley, Men. <laughs> Adam Lee. And Margot Robbie, Babylon. Okay. All right, All right, right off the bat, what do you mean, God damn it? Jenny Slate is a, like... <laughs> He's great in that movie. Absolute but... treasure in that movie. It doesn't work. She's the personality. She is the heart of the movie. Yeah, there's and... no animation without Ginny Slate. That's true. <laughs> is this the animated category? <laughs> is it? I, he's, he's no, saying no, this is about performance. You know what? I think. Yeah, you're fine. And I also think that, like, not discrediting voiceover voice like actors all these years, there's never been like something like that where someone for a voice performance has gotten nominated for everything. And I yeah. get it, it's a different art form, and it's not. It's not like the same thing as acting for the camera, but that doesn't mean that her performance as this character was not any less impactful to the movie. And that's why I chose to highlight that. I respect it. Um, Brent, I got to say, you know, hell yeah, brother. Resurrection fans. uh, We rise. Did that even technically come out? Yeah. Was that just like a a film festival film? No, no, no. It came out in theaters. I saw it. Did I watch it? No. Came out in August and then it yeah. went to like Shudder or something. Yeah. It's uh, great. She's amazing in that, that movie. movie is she is. Yeah. Rebecca Hall, if uh, she's like, the entire she's really good in Nighthouse. And I think that if she were to actually start working, not her fault, maybe her agent, but like if she started working with like directors that people are more familiar with, then they would become more familiar with her. Even yeah. though she has been in like Iron Man 3 and popped up in Prestige and like has bigger. Uh, she was in uh, Holmes and Sherlock. Okay, Holmes like and Watson. Um, Holmes and Watson. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I gotta give appreciation to to Jesse Buckley. I, I thought uh, she was fantastic in that. Um, Frankie Coro. I mean, everyone's talked about Son and Paul Mescal, but she's also a central character to that story. Oh yeah, Viola Davis recently an EGOT winner. Congrats on Hell yeah. yeah. Should have been nominated here. She was in my and shortlist. Margot Robbie Babylon. Uh, I mean, if there was ever a film that didn't need Emma Stone, it was definitely Margot Robbie's take. For the- I feel like, dude, it would it all the stuff that she did did as that character Margot Robbie would have come off as like awkward and funny if Emma Stone was doing it. It was a different film with Emma Stone. Yeah, it would have been completely yeah. tonally different. It was it was it was like a Chase can remind me, but it was like this actual like actress in that time period that Emma Stone was gonna reenact kind of. Mm. And it wasn't gonna be this whole three character story mode or something. I got what you I get what you're saying. Yeah, I um I don't I think I'm am I the only one who didn't have Margot Robbie in my list? Sounds like it. So damn, I do think she's great in that movie. Uh, I want to lay down my hot take. Um, you know, I think Mia Goth was awesome in Pearl. I know. Yeah. You guys were. All right, Brent's on my side here. That's good. The other yeah, these two are chaches, bro. Yeah, I think whatever. X to Pearl works so well. I think it was See, a great prequel. Here's the thing. I think she was amazing in it. Yeah, she. Killed I think it. that scarecrow scene was hot. I mean, what? 
What? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Say again? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I mean, her voice great. is getting annoying. Like, I, just I'll get my from the over. You're okay, no. James. Dude, literally in Infinity Pool, like, that scene would have gone on a little bit longer. I don't know if I could have made it. Like, that yeah. was... Anyway, I think she was great in that um, movie. It's like a, it's like an acting performance. Like, I don't, it felt like a theater performance. Um, and I was yes. impressed with what she. But, but what cool. makes me mad though is like, people aren't really given that one as much of the opinion of overacting, where they are harsh on Danielle Deadweiler, where that's like a hundred percent emotional and yeah. like reactive. She's and, incredible in that movie, and she is incredible. And like without that like i don't think like most of it works yeah it's like, a you don't, you don't it get all of what the, you're supposed to get out of that movie like without daniel deadweiler reacting in the way she is right we're gonna say right the problem i had with till was like the fact that it it almost hurt her performance the way the movie was edited because of how choppy it felt and how jumpy it was from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and we could never actually sit there in the moment and have her like really be that emotional and i i i she was on my honorable mentions but my whole and i and so was mia goth but my whole thing it's like this argument with pearl is like something of this nature hadn't been attempted before filming all these projects at the same time connecting these stories but between one film and then doing the prequel and then doing the sequel and it's the same actress through all of those movies so i can't assume it's an easy thing to be done and I think what she does in these performances with all of this that she has on her plate is really the most impressive thing. I would say they, the, uh, the leads in Fear Street did a better job. That is, I know, physical. Damn. Uh, did they, do, you, do, does anybody know if they filmed Pearl before they filmed X? No, I think, I think they, or they, they filmed they, them. I, when, when Sean, well, they filmed it together, but when he interviewed Ty West, Ty West said he shot X and during the production of that, they were like, we can shoot uh Pearl. If it gets approved, it gets approved, you know, like released wise. So they shot it That's simultaneously fair. because they had everyone on set already. I That's mean, fair. I almost think her I... better performance was in X because not That's only she's, do- she's pulling double duty. She's under the makeup. She's doing the, the performance that like is truly a surprise reveal that it is her in that performance as Pearl in X. So I, I, think, I think she that might works even be better that much in stronger. X. And, and like, oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say, like at the end of like finding out that though is like, yes, like in a way to go back and like give that character range and nuance is like pretty like cool and everything, but I don't feel like it worked as well as what we got in X. Like, but I don't think it was less about Pearl. giving her nuance more and more just establishing yeah. how fucking weird and creepy she was. And yeah. that enhances X for me because now we have the the reasoning why she's acting the way she is in that movie. And I, right. I mean, I don't know. Do we do do we think we'll get the ghost of Pearl in, uh, in Maxine? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> 
Um, anywho, but then like yeah, like Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, like I feel like everything's already kind of been said about them. That's good. Like, I mean, that might end up being like a rock paper scissors sort of thing. For I yeah, it, it feels like it can genuinely go either way. Um, yeah. both incredible performances. If it, if they weren't up against each other, either one would be the, like the you know the fucking It'd be an easy pick. Yeah, the steam roll. Um. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's winners. get into yeah, let's get into winners. Um, I have Cape One Chat for talk. Same, I do do as well. <laughs> Welcome to my. You're you're lying to yourself if you say anything else, so you can go ahead and make this statement. But we all know what you really think. Dude, this whole point was to not copy the cat. I understand. So I I did my homework, sir. Um, the lovely and the beautiful Margaret Anya Taylor Dory for the Northmen, <laughs> and her husband has the best night of his life. Damn. So I think say, any night you are married to Margot Robbie is the best night of your okay, life. Margot Robbie, gotcha. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Margot Robbie is incredible. That movie. Let's Isn't she dating Daniel Vogelback? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, That's for all you sports nerds that listen to the Real Views podcast. That let me tell you that Venn diagram <laughs> is fucking thin, thin. Um, I would hope it is otherwise. Uh, anywho, all right, let's talk director. My nominations, um, Daniel Schweinhardt and Daniel Kwan for Everything Everywhere, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, SS Rajamuli for RRR, Todd Field for Tar, and Gina Price Bythewood for The Woman King. All right, I went Damien Chazelle Babylon, Lee the Daniels. The butler <laughs> for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Guillermo del Toro for Pinocchio, Martin McDonough for Banshees, Matt Reeves for the Batman. Nice. I went with Charlotte Wells for After Sun, Damien Chazelle, Babylon, Daniels, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg, The Fableman, and Todd Field, Tar. I have Charlotte Wells, After Sun. Robert Eagers, The Northman. Hell yeah. Joseph Kaczynski, Top Gun Maverick. Damien Chazelle, Babylon. And Jordan Peele, nope. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, I mean, it seems like the director race, we have a lot of uh, similarities with what a lot of other people think. Um, I will say, you know, uh, I I, I feel like, is Spielberg going to win this, like, in the in the Academy? Ice. He's not nominated for a BAFTA, so who the fuck knows? Uh, I okay. I did see somewhere like some dark horse Twitter thing was starting this thing about like Todd Field could sneak in and be director. Yeah, I still think I, it's Martin yeah. McDonough. I still think that's the front runner at this point, and I think not like it's an hard. not like it's truly a hey, here's your award because we uh, screwed you, you out of it because yeah. of Parasite or whatever, right? But See, this I is think like I'm a genuinely a better movie than the other one he was nominated for. So. so once again, Chase, you keep saying how much you don't like Banshees, but then when we call you out, you're like, Banshees wasn't that bad, guys. It was good. Look, <laughs> it has good parts to it. Uh, so does every movie. <laughs> um, I, look, I like the storyline. Not to Magic degree. Mike, The Last Dance. Uh, that, that, that's Steven Sodenberg. But, um, but no, like... I like I like Banshees to a degree. Like I like the storyline to a degree. There's there's parts of it though that I think are flawed. Yeah, and pretty soon I'm gonna be pulling with, all the fucking Brendan Gleeson to your ass. 
That's fine. Come, You're going to be come, my come every, throw fucking every day, fingers at my Don't door. post one of your Sundance reviews. Brent's going to lose a <laughs> finger damn. chase. God damn it. Damn. Okay. Well, I've got eight reviews left. We'll get there eventually. That's a perfect amount of but, fingers. Uh, you got to keep your thumbs. But, Good job, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I... I fully expect to have a fucking finger thrown at my door today. Ah. So I just won't, I won't do a review today. Just, just for that. Oh so. God. <laughs> no, nah, um, but, um, but I don't think I'm a fan of his films in general. And I think that's part of the reason too, with Banshee. I think he's one of the best directors when you're directing a scene between two people having a conversation. And that's like Mike? high praise. <laughs> I guess I did. Um, yeah, so I, I I mean, I feel like my picks are pretty by the books. I do have uh, Roger Mouly for RRR and nice. Peter Tyson for Woman King. I think Woman King, again, like it just got completely shafted. And I think um, not only do we have, uh, like, obviously a female director in the race is good, but the fact that she was able to handle kind of a block, like an epic blockbuster of your, like, Gladiator, Braveheart, sort of adjacent um the fact that she was able to pull that off as well as she did and get the performance she got out of her cast, um, I think it's commendable. And it's just sad that that movie went uh, underrated. But, you know. Yeah. I think Again, with, uh, it's the controversy, man. Yeah. I think with Charlotte Wells um, for After Sun, like that movie is, for one, it's a personal experience, like for Charlotte Wells. Um, and who do, knows it better than her? Like, so it's her story to tell. And the way like she's able to get uh Paul Mescal and Frankie Corio to come off as literal like natural father so like father and daughter like feel in this movie is incredible. Like it creates that atmosphere like in a way that I don't think I've seen at least in a long time. Um Damien Chazelle also going as big as he fucking did with the ultimate love and hate letter to Hollywood. It's I annoying like, that he's getting penalized for taking risks with this movie. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it's going to also follow I appreciate down the line, sucks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that sentiment. I, like I, like I said, I had added Matt Reeves. I think the Batman was one of the most well-constructed movies to like in comic book movie history. Cause it works so well on its own as an individual project. And now we have that own set aside universe that they can just like grow out however they want to. Fantastic. Uh, I added Guillermo del Toro on mine because like when it comes to directing, having to like set up a scene is one thing, had a, having to direct an army of people that are meticulously pu moving puppets one inch at a time, taking pictures and moving them along in the form of stop motion. It's an, a whole nother level of work. And this is a project he's been working on for years. It's a passion project for his mother. And he was like overseeing nearly every aspect of the material. And I think that's what a good director does is they put their stamp on the project and put their everything into it. But the Daniels, are the new it people in Hollywood. I cannot wait to see what they do next. I, I remember watching Swiss army man in 2016 and being blown yeah. away how unique that was come all these years later after multiple music videos, one of which was for the band tenacious D which is epic. Uh, they're coming out with a movie that's totally revolutionizing Hollywood and something that is wholly unique in a world where all we get is sequels and 
now we have this movie, this little gem that happened this year that everyone has this warm feeling towards. And you don't get that without the team of directors with these two guys that had the vision and put it to real or brought it to real life. So, yeah, you know, highlights all around what you said about the Daniels. Uh, uh, Until you see the death of Dick Long, you haven't really seen anything. I need to watch it. I that is on my list, man. That is something else. Um, Brent, walk, walk us through your process. I'm gonna move uh, it to the top. Real quick, I, I got I got Charlotte Wells after son. I, I think anytime a director is willing to become vulnerable in their childhood and that storytelling is is worth mentioning, and the film itself is obviously getting the respect it deserves. Uh Robert Eager's The Northman, I think that um a passion project for his, but also just kind of like you know, with a big talk about directors and taking big swings. I think that is a big swing and yeah, it had a big budget. I don't blame them at that on him though. I think releasing something like that in its time was not success, not the right idea. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, Top Gun Maverick, him handling this blockbuster really well. And this IP of what we've come to know with Top Gun and just overall was able to, you know, reignite cinema. And I think us four really appreciated that. Jordan Peele's Nope. I mean, probably the one director out of all of these films that have been in contention of the year where he's basically telling almost three to four different stories in one film. And he's able to really orchestrate that together. I recently watched the about one hour behind the scenes of him filming this movie and just the craft that not just he has as a director, but the people he works with and their appreciation towards Jordan Peele was really neat to watch and experience. And I think that's why I like this movie even more. And then Damien Chazelle with Babylon. I mean... I think this guy just, I mean, he knows how to direct Hollywood probably better than England right now, considering what he did with La La Land and now this. And it's just, it, it works. I don't care how long the movie was. I think we all could have watched it an hour more. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I it's certified bangers for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's talk winner. Um. I went with uh, SS Roger Mui for RRR. I just think he popped off way too hard. Um. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. So, yeah, that's my go. God damn it. The fact that I have to go about rewatching that in the correct language pisses me yeah. off. <laughs> that's true. He should. I should at not least watch though. the Natu Natu sequence in the exactly. correct language. Exactly. Yeah. I bet it'll sound a little better, too. It will. It will. It's coming to theaters again. So I, yeah. I still liked Nacho, Nacho Nacho or whatever it is. Nacho! For Hindi. Oh anyway, wait! It's you said it's coming to theaters again, though. Yeah, I think so. What's really great? Which you'll have we to get send to me a link up. about that. I will, I will. I will. I will. Um, All right. I went with. No, I'm not going to do it again. I'm. I went with the Daniel. There you go. <laughs> I went with Charlotte Wells. Nice. Uh, they did this back in the '90s, the 2000s, with your your Spielbergs, your Peter Jacksons, your James Camerons. Robert Zemeckis's, they took on blockbuster roles and they gave them to the, the director of that, best director, Joseph Kaczynski. Good pick. That's fair. Good pick. Um, First Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Jesus, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> um, it was so jarring to see that it was the same guy. I was like, oh. Fuck happened. Yeah. Interesting. They yeah. should release that first. Um, I will say, uh, you know, Chase, a little sad. I remember you telling me the other day you had Robert Zemeckis on your short list for Pinocchio. You know what happened? Yeah. You should have. You know, I I don't think we were talking 
talking about the same thing. Oh, damn. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I definitely <laughs> purposely did not watch that movie. No, I haven't so. seen either. <laughs> that man's falling no, off. No, it, um, dire- it was the director for the one on Netflix with Pauly Shore. Oh, yeah. Father. Why wouldn't you think about my own? <laughs> Father. Father. Um, all right. Big dick time, boys. Uh, best all picture. Right. Um, we've all selected 10, which is good. Because that's the number that should be picked every time. Uh, I don't uh, know. I kind of, now that they're like, we're going to do 10, there's no mystique to it. I kind of liked the, I kind of want Bill, 20 they won't play. of it all. Yeah. They should have more, really. But I don't, I don't Put know. 20. Like, who? who yeah, fuck like, it, dude. Just all you know, of them. Like, fuck it. Fuck it. Maybe I got 100. Um, anywho. Uh, <laughs> my nominations. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Babylon. Everything Everywhere. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. The Fablemans, Nope, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and The Woman King. I feel like you skipped one that I do not appreciate. Anyways, I went Babylon, Banshees of Inisherin, The Batman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, The Northman, Top Gun Maverick, and The Whale. And I went with Aftersun. Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Decision to Leave, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, The Woman King, and Women Talking. Well, come to no surprise, I it, this one is hard to pick outside of what was nominated, but I at least included some that were nominated, that being Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar and Top Gun Maverick. And then following that up, I have Aftersun, Babylon, Nope, Northman, Batman, uh, Decision to Leave, and to give appreciation to a genre that does not get it, I have Barbarian for Horror. And a boy, and a boy. I respect it. You, um, you give Nope, Nope is also a horror movie, like in a lot of sense. <laughs> But yeah, yeah barbarian. Right. Barbarian had a big naked old woman. Nope, didn't. Damn, mommy. I feel like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that demographic is uh you know needs to be represented here. And you left off Banshees, didn't you, Blaine? I did. How dare yeah, you? I, I did too. You should call me Chase. Oh my God, um, Chase! What a shocker! Call me. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> I didn't like He's Banshees. Easily one of the one of the not. Well, funniest is weird to put it, but it is one of the funniest movies of the year. It is good. I just wanted to put some stuff on there that was not uh, represented by the Academy. So I was like, eh, well, just I if that's I the price enough. I have to pay, then, you know. The I only ones I kept were Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and Top Gun. Mm. I think that's right. I gotcha. Chase, oh, I'm, happy you put, I'm happy you put Avatar on there. You know, James Cameron, he's got a vision. He's got a oh, plan. Yeah. Um, Fucking hell yeah. Uh, and then Brent also very happy you put Northman on there. You know, same. I expect nothing left. Um, but uh, yeah. And then uh, Brent, you had Marcel on there, right? Of on course. At a point, of course. I would expect nothing. Where it um, deserves to be nominated, not in the animated, but in the best picture of the year because it truly is. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So Brent, I guess you kind of already walked us through your thought process. But anything else you have to add on the best picture? I mean, we always talk about soon with superhero films, like we're going to get more and more in this, uh, this, you know, 
reign of top films in the Academy for Picture, and Batman was very close to doing that this this year. Um, like Brett said earlier, I think if the Northman would have gotten a later release, it would have actually gotten more nominations. Uh, the fact that it was just not looked at was a shame. Uh, I think Decision to Leave is probably the one foreign film that should have been in here instead of oh, Triangle yeah. Sadness. Uh, no disrespect to Sadness. And all, all, all quiet on Western. Yeah, not, no, that's I, not. I, yeah, no. It's a foreign film. Um, it's good. So not giving it my time of day. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. Nope and Babylon I in th- in Afterson I I think we're we're hardcore like the next ones in. Yeah. That oh, had yeah. to be like 11 12 13. And, and I, I think know. Barbarian was just I mean it was a fun time and I think it the academy was oh, yeah. nothing else like it. And yeah. Yeah, I we put can, in. Dude, you need to just go ahead and marry one of the scars guards for Christ's sake, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, Alex, Leo and Scars. Bill's in. Bill's be, in Barbarian. That would be hard. Train. Oh yeah, Bill is in Barbarian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got two yeah. scars guard movies. He's yeah. all about the scars guards, bro. Keeping up with the scars guards. Um, just wait till Dune Two comes out. That's right. Now we're talking. Uh... <laughs> And yeah. Job of the Hut style. That's right. <laughs> Arrakis. Um, I have RRR in there. I know I'm I'm the one representative today, but it fucking rocks. I wish you got nominated for Best Picture, even though there was probably not a chance that that was gonna happen. But you know, it was fun. I had a great time. The the pe- the people of India didn't even put it up as their movie. Which That's because they thought it would it would get Best Picture. Yeah, they but, wanted whatever. it to get higher than just international you film whatever i'm excited to see my dudes do the dance i hope nothing new i dude, hope I, so, they're dudes. gonna fuck it up i i'm afraid of that i guarantee it you they fuck fun. it up i'm i'm excited i want to see them i love my boys um but anyway and then i put here with Taurus pinocchio in there because like come on like i think the work that had to go into that and the fact that it was able to Turn out as well as it did. Like I don't like that should have been Netflix's animation is a medium all quiet not a yeah. genre and I like the fact that every time Hero wins, he's talked about that, which is good. Um, but you know, I need, some people, I, <laughs> Brent, need to listen to it. It um, needs to be more respected. Yeah, but and then Avatar fucking rules. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, let's see, Brent, Chase, any last thoughts on this picture? Um, with Babylon, um, I'm very very upset that it's gonna take you know another year or two for all the people to wake up and realize what they missed out. Have you not been on Twitter? Um, Are you like the second that hit VOD, Twitter just blew the fuck up. Like, yeah. And it's still it. gonna, it's still gonna happen in a year or two from now when finally everyone wakes up about how this movie is fantastic even more. And finally like, and then it's going to become like a cult classic and it's going to be like, what the fuck? It should have just been a classic from the start. Um, but no. And then decision to leave. That was a hundred percent. Like, why why did no one give it the love it deserves um it was a fantastic movie um i also just threw on glass onion because i you know i had fun with it so yeah a good time all around um brent i forget do you have anything more to say or Uh, i mean i still think i'm gonna champion the whale as long as i can i don't i i truly don't understand the discourse around that movie when it is such a powerful performance about really strong and personal topics that are incredibly relatable to a lot of people and i don't know i just i don't see where the hate comes from i fucking love that movie and think it deserves the the actual acclaim that it deserves 
Gotcha. Um, all right, let's uh, this, this is it. Best picture, the award, award, a award, award, no, it, award, 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 award. Um, before, you, before you before you start this, so I was actually just thinking, um, how do you guys feel like if the academy started throughout the show, like we're doing the whole uh countdown thing, we're like, I think that'd be great, I'd be all for it, but like, uh, it, like, by the t- like during middle throughout the show, they start eliminating movies that aren't in the best picture race. So when it comes to the announce announcing of the movie, you will have like three options left. They keep opening envelopes and they're yeah. like, uh, "Triangle Sadness, you are the weakest link." Goodbye. More eliminated. Exactly. Like I, I wonder if they did this. Be a lot more. No, fun. I feel like that's not. I mean, yeah. it's kind of shitty to the. It's like yeah. ah, sorry guys, you fucking suck. It's not you. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be. Thanks for coming. Be, rather than celebrating. Everyone's hard work, like that, you would be keep them there. You were nominated for a best picture. It doesn't get better than that, folks. And then it still diminishes. Yes, it does. It's winning the award. It actively gets better. I'd find it entertaining. I'd be. I would find it entertaining. I feel like people would leave in the best picture category because that just means my career is going to go a little bit higher up. But like, you're in the ten. Let's talk about women talking then. Like, so that's the only. That's that's the only award. That like that's gotten, and if that gets out like tenth, like theoretically, anyone that's there for it is just gonna go home. Like, I don't think you know how award shows work. (laughs) I do. I don't know. Like, depending on it, like I, it would depend on it whether or not I care. I would. I I don't. Again, I don't have a film that got nominated for an award. But if I was told that I lost. 20 minutes into a four hour ceremony, I'd be like, fucking bye. Like, why do I and have that's to sit how around you and get invited again so you can have that mentality? I mean, that's fair, but like, also, why are you dropping that ball? I, I don't know. I don't think it's I feel a- like it diminishes the work rather than celebrates. I, I feel it. like, there I you feel go. like you're, you're looking way too much into it. Like way too much into it. They're already. I agree with Chase. I think it diminishes the work of the people who got nominated instead of just allowing them to celebrate them throughout the entire show with all of their little clips and whatnot. And then boom, you get the end. Like, oh, how is this rocket science? So what are they going to do? Play an immemorial like right as soon as they (laughs) open your envelope and be like, ah, yeah, women talking like (laughs) in the arms of it. I don't know. I, I we're definitely split down the middle on this. I don't know. Well, actually, yeah. it would be entertaining as hell, but Guys, it listen, would be no more one's of a watching fun the Oscars anyway. So yeah, I was going to say, like, if they need to make it watchable, like, do that. Like, it makes it so much know. more funny. But see, the, like. At what point do you, you guys just lose sports? all your standards? Hold on. Do you guys watch sports? Because um, usually the winner never sort of revealed towards the fourth quarter or towards the end of the game. Just saying. That's different. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, how sports works is the game's not over until the end, and until the game ends, anyone can win. That's kind of how they work. The whole time you know where everyone's at. You're like, you don't, you could be up 42 to nothing in soccer, and the game doesn't end until they blow the whistle. And then you lose. You I'd like really to see that happen in soccer. Like Holy yeah, fuck. You created a scenario that cannot actually happen. <laughs> um, you created, you made a poor fuck. analogy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Let's move on to our winners, shall we? Uh, anyway, the best no, I want to take it back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. I'll beat your ass. Um, 
This is my award show. Fuck the Northman. No, I'm sorry. I'll slap you. Um, anywho. Keep uh, my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Best picture. Uh, my winner, uh, the winner goes to um, Everything Everywhere. All at once. Agreed. I'm going Very Babel. Same page. Uh, I'm taking one out of the page of what's truly nominated and what's not nominated, but I, I think in a year of what we've had, uh, Babylon would be pretty fucking fun to see what best picture. Yes, 100%. Like, wow, that's we're playing as they're walking on stage would just be fun. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think Blaine's Blaine's clearly in agreement with me. Everything, everywhere, all at once was such a special movie that brought together so many people in like the world of film. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just Babylon in this exercise. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I think the nomination (laughs) is enough. I didn't know this was verbatim. (laughs) Listen, if everything, everywhere wins, that means this is the first movie with a butt plug action sequence to win the Oscar. And honestly, I think that's pretty, <laughs> you know, commendable for the Oscar. Baby steps. Baby steps. Exactly. exactly. Then next year we can nominate black women. I mean, it's oh, it's really a decision between a butt plug action scene and a POV elephant shit. Right. So, tomato, it's tomato. Golden shower. It's a win win. Golden shower. Right. You forgot it's about the golden shower. Anyways. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, both crude pranks, but both good picks. I like uh, the decision-making that we come down to. Um, and I think that concludes our ceremony. Uh, I think this went off without a hitch. No one got slapped, although certainly we were very close to coming to blows over a couple things. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was good. This was good time, gentlemen. Uh Chase, Brett, Brent, thank you for coming on the pod, offering your words of advice, words of wisdom. Um, thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Brent and Brett are found on the Center Rivals podcast, if you guys want to plug that real quick. You just did. I think we're good. <laughs> if you want to see more arguing between these two fools, you can check out that podcast. Yeah. Chase and I are just, both. Or you can just like interact now. with us in person. That's true. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> Art imitates life, really. Um, that's the way this podcast. <laughs> right, what you know. So exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, that'll do it. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Real View. The podcast is found wherever your podcasts are. Listen to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anger, wherever you find your podcasts. We are there, and we will see you next week. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay warm. We will see you later. Bye.